All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is the second episode of the new show. I'm so happy to have you here today. Um, actually recording this one as well. Uh, I plan on doing that going forward. I would like to post the clips on social media. I would like to upload it to YouTube. Unfortunately, I forgot my tripod. I'm not sure where it's at. Uh, so I have my camera over here, but I don't have the tripod. So we're recording this on my phone today. I also am recording it on my laptop, but that's not a really great quality. So we're just gonna make do with the phone. Uh, I think it looks pretty good and, uh, and we'll make it work. We're going to be continuing uh, off of some of the some of the topics that I talked about in the last episode. If you listened, the, you'll remember that I talked about ways that first-time homebuyers can finance, ways that first-time homebuyers can save money so that they can make home buying a reality, so that they can make that dream a reality. However, there are some consequences to putting a smaller down payment into a house. And by consequences, I don't necessarily mean that in, in a negative way, but there are some implications to doing that. And I want to make sure that people who go that route are aware of that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today in the first half of the podcast. I'll finish up by talking about a motivational topic. Specifically, I'd like to talk about the, the value in being emotionally invested in your goals. Uh, after that, we'll wrap it up. But I think that's how I plan on doing a lot of these episodes going forward. I'd like to talk about, I would like to talk about real estate in the first half and then finish up with a motivational topic in the second half. But that's all I got for the intro. So with that being said, let's, uh, let's get started. There are three things that I want to talk about today. And again, I'm going to use the example of a 3% down payment on a $250,000 house and a 20% payment down payment on a $250,000 house. So I'm going to compare the two. There are quite a bit of numbers in this, so I'm going to create a diagram. I'll, I'll post that in the description. So if you get a little confused or if you would just like to see it visually, you can look at that. And uh, I think that would be helpful as well. So... When you put down a smaller pit down payment on your house, your monthly payment is going to increase. Your monthly mortgage payment is going to be higher than if you put a greater down payment. If you put more money up front, your monthly payment would be less. So that's not to say that's a bad thing again. We're just going to talk about what happens when you do that. So we'll start with this. When you put 3% down on a house, on a $250,000 house, that means that you're financing 97% of the house. So 3% on a $250,000 house, the initial down payment would be $7,500, which means your financing is $242,500. Okay, if we put 20% down originally instead, that would be $50,000 down we would only have to finance 80% of the house. I shouldn't say 80% because that's still a big number. That's still $200,000, but it's much less than $242,500, right? $40,000 uh, $40, difference is obviously not a small number in any regards. So because you're putting less money down at the start, your loan is greater, so over time, your monthly payment is going to be larger simply because of the fact that you're paying on a larger loan. So although you're putting less money down up front, 
you're going to be paying more monthly because you're you're financing your house. Um, your loan to value ratio is going to be higher. It's going to be 97%. You're financing 97% of your payment instead of 80% of your payment. So that's the first reason that your monthly pay payment is going to be higher. The second reason, the second possibility is that you have a higher interest rate when you put less money down. That might not always be the case, but if you put less money down, the lender might view that as more risky. So they might, they might try to offset that by increasing your interest rate, which over time, interest rates, even small differences can add up quite a bit. Your, your mortgage payment is going to be higher than if you put 20% down. That might not be the case in every scenario. If you'd like to learn more about that, I, I suggest reaching out to a, a mortgage lender for, for more information. But that's a possibility as well. So the first two reasons, again, if you put less money down, your loan is going to be larger, so you're going to be paying more over time. There's a possibility that your interest rate could be higher. That's the second reason. The last reason is the one that I really wanted to highlight. When you put less than 20% down on a house, you may have to pay what's called private mortgage insurance. It's often referred to as PMI. This is an insurance cost that's placed on you to protect the lender. So unfortunately, it's not even for your benefit. The cost is added to your monthly payment because your loan is viewed as more risky because you let, put less money down. So it's used to protect the lender in case you default. However, once you reach 20% equity, you no longer have to pay for PMI. So I'm not sure if that's the exact number that's used in every scenario. I don't know if 20% is the threshold where you no longer have to pay it, but in everything that I've looked at and everything that I've heard um, lenders say, that's the, uh, that's the standard. Um, but again, if you have any questions, I suggest reaching out to a mortgage lender for, for more information. Now we're going to look at this with some numbers with a concrete example. So let's compare the 3% down payment on a $250,000 house to a 20% down payment on a $250,000 house. I got this information from mortgagecalculator.org, I believe. I'll make sure to link that as well. You can go ahead and plug in the information yourself if you're curious. Uh, I used a 7.77% interest rate in both examples. And to make this simpler, I'm not going to break it down between principal, taxes, and interest, but, but that's something to consider as well. So if you put 3% down on a $250,000 house, again, $7,500 with an interest rate of 7.77% over 30 years, then according to mortgagecalculator.org, your monthly payment with PMI included in it is going to be $2,266. After 148 PMI payments, you'll reach enough equity, you'll have enough equity where you no longer have to pay for the PMI and your payment will decrease to $2,165. Okay, sounds good. So again, that's 3% down on a $250,000 house. If you instead put 20% down, $50,000 down on a $250,000 house with the same interest rate over the same time frame, then your monthly payment is going to be $1,865 and that does not include PMI. So let's compare the difference in payments. This is $400 less if we're comparing it to the original payment with PMI and it's still $300 less if we're comparing it to the payment without PMI. 
So this might all seem excessively negative, but that was by no way my intention. Like I mentioned earlier in this episode, I said it was a consequence, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative one. My goal in telling you this is to simply make you aware of what happens when you go forward with a smaller down payment. That might work great for you, given your your current situation, and it may not. Maybe you want to wait and save money so you can put more down and avoid PMI. Maybe even get a better rate. Okay, that sounds awesome. I think that's a good idea. On the flip side, I see the value in wanting to buy a home now so you can build equity and taking on that PMI. Ultimately, it's all about what works for you. You need to do what's best for you, best for best for your finances. So I'll, I'll just reiterate what happens when you put a smaller down payment. For one, your loan's going to be greater, so you're going to be paying more because of that. Uh, two, there's a chance that your interest rates could be higher. And number three, you're going to be paying for PMI, or you may be paying for PMI until you reach a certain amount of equity in the house. Again, that's not to discourage you, it's just to to make you aware. Um, A lot of people put less than 20% down and they end up okay. Some people put more and that works good for them. It's all about what works for you. That's all I really have for that part of the episode. I, I don't really have a great transition into this next half. In fact, I'm just going to try and spitball a little bit about this motivational topic. Um, So I'll just get right into doing that as well. This was a thought that came to me uh, while I was actually in the coffee shop working. It was after a day, after I finished up working in the office, I went to the coffee shop to get some more work done. I had a lot that I wanted to do that day. And towards the end, I was just getting tired. I was getting worn out. And I got a little bit emotional, not in the sense that I was crying or anything like that. Um, But this happens to me quite a bit. At the end of a hard day's work, I I feel emotional because I, I know that what I'm working for, what I'm working towards is meaningful to me. Like it really, really matters to me. And because of that, I, I feel joy, I feel fatigue, I feel everything. And it's, it's almost this overwhelming sense of, um, of meaning. I don't really know how else to put it. But it's because what I'm working towards matters to me. I think that's a good way to to set your goals. Find goals or create goals that you feel emotionally invested in. I think that's a good way to measure it. Like at the end of a hard day's work, do you feel like what you did for that entire day matters? If the answer is yes, then there's a good chance that that's a good goal to work towards. If the answer is no, then maybe it's not a great goal to work towards. And maybe think about why that goal's there in the first place. Was it a goal that somebody else set for you? Was it a goal that society tells you is a good goal, but really doesn't matter to you? Sometimes the goal that we work for is not one that matters to us. So make sure that the goal you want to achieve, the goal you're striving for today is something that you genuinely care about. When you have a goal like that, when you have a goal that you're emotionally invested in, then the likelihood of achieving that goal is going to increase drastically. And the reason for that is because when you care about something, you're obviously going to put more 
you're going to put more effort into it. You're going to put more time into it. You're going to put more energy into it. We often talk about the, the value of having a why. You know, if, if you care about something more than just the goal, then it's easy to keep working on the goal or it's more likely that you're going to keep working on the goal when things get hard. Um, and I think that's, that's definitely true. Uh, I'm, it's kind of hard to argue with that. I would like to think of it in a different way as well. When you have a goal that you emotionally care about, that you feel gives you that why, when you fall short, it's going to impact you in a negative way. Like you'll feel, you'll feel almost a small sense of distress. Like, man, I should have done more. Or man, I should have woken up early. Man, I should have done this. I should have done that. I think that's, I think that's a good thing. When you're emotionally invested in a goal, it will tell you when you came up short. It will tell you when you need to do more. It will tell you when you're, you're not doing enough. So while that also gives you a why, it also tells you when you're falling short. And I think that's, um, I don't think that's a distinction we make. I don't think that's something we consider as often. So my point with this is set goals that emotionally matter to you. They're going to feel a heck of a lot better when you're working towards them. And they're going to feel even better when you achieve them. That's really all I got. Again, that was a little spitball. And in the next few episodes, I'll probably take, I'll probably take the motivational topic um, a little bit deeper, talk about it a little bit longer. But that was just something that I had been thinking about lately. And I wanted to share it with you. I hope you got some value out of this episode. Um, I like splitting it up in two ways, and I hope you do too. Feel free to text me if you've got feedback. Feel free to comment on wherever I post this. If you have any feedback, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, it's always awkward to end these episodes, so I'll just, uh, I'll just cut it off in a second. Again, thank you for listening. I've got some links in the show notes. I'll put my buyer's guide down there as well. Since I included it in the last episode, I'll have a diagram of what I talked about with some of these numbers, and uh, I'll put the mortgagecalculator.org um, link as well. So thank you again for listening to this and uh, have a great day.